Welcome once more to my podcast series. In this episode, I will cover the history I have researched to date on the mass house known as Glown Madalag during the penal times in an area now forgotten in North Kerry, north of the seaside town of Ballybunion. The still air on that morning was broken by the sound of people gathering in the open glen. In the high trees, the birds sang their merry hearts out again and again. A sheltered river meandered its way to the high cliffs overlooking the old Shannon Way. A small sod-roof mass house stood out on that grassy hillside, awaiting the priest to pray by our side. Lookouts took up position on the high ground west of the glen to spot potential activity now and again. Mass begins with all those who gathered to kneel and reverently pray. The congregation are enlightened by the old priest's holy words who encourages all of us to pray. Mass had just ended. The old priest addressed God's people. We will not be here again, he said, sadly, for there is no steeple. The devil is amongst us. For the ditches and trees have grown many years, which as a man of God justifies my fears. No sooner the old priest had spoken these few sad words. A shout rose up from the lookouts on the trees like birds. Turn Gosnagopal, turn Gosnagopal, the sounds of horses approaching. Quickly God's people scattered to Dune and Bramore, never to pray on that hillside no more. The old priest was hung from a nearby tree. His old story now blows in the never-ending breeze. Two priests lay buried within that famous hillside, never to be found remembered or a prayer at that graveside. The soldiers and horses are now gone to dust. Their evil swords are now nothing but rust. What happened that day on that old Bramore hillside has forged our culture to be always at our side. As Irish men and women, we will not attire blame. Preserving our past, our language has no shame. This piece is only one of a number, which captures the plight of the Irish in the area during the penal times. The suppression of their lives in every way, from the owning of a horse to the daily existence on the lands they farmed. The countryside was suppressed and resulted in many deaths, immigration for those who had money to the United States of America, Canada and Australia. The future for Irish men and women was at that time uncertain. Looming in the distance was the great Irish Holocaust or famine, which again was exploited by the greedy landlords. In another podcast, I will cover the famine in the area, which left a long-lasting impact on the population and on the minds of every Irish person to this day. During the 16th and 17th century, laws were passed in Parliament at that time, which was under English control, made it impossible for the Irish people to practice their religion. The penal laws forced the Irish people into the sanctuary of Irish valleys, hillsides and mass rocks, and often resulting with the execution of his priests and members of his congregation if the location of the mass house was found out. The purpose of the penal laws was to force the Irish people into accepting the Church of Ireland as the established church. The bill in 1695 was passed in 1697, outlawing all Catholic clergy from celebrating mass. The Catholic church was not permitted to hold records. These oppressive laws were to force the Irish people into submission and forced the oath on them, which had an immense impact on the Irish people at that time. Some of the penal laws were Irish men and women, their children could not go to school. 
to receive an education, to hold a commission in an army, to hold public office such as MP, barrister or civil servant, to teach the Catholic religion to anyone. And it was treason to try to convert an individual to the Catholic faith. Irish people were not allowed to vote, or to hold land over 30 years, bear arms or armed forces, or own a horse worth five English pounds. Catholics were barred from living within miles of a provincial town. Priests were required to be registered and take the oath, and not to wear distinguishable clothes, and churches could not have a steeple or display a cross in their construction. A tide was placed on the poor tenants, which had to pay more to the Church of Ireland, which at that time was the established church. The establishment of Catholic schools was banned. It should be noted that some of the tithes were collected by local landlords. Often, this money never made its way back to the established church at the time. Edmund Burke, born in Dublin, 1729, Irish statesman and MP. In relation to the penal laws, quote, A machine of wise and deliberate contrivance, as well fitted for the oppression, impoverishment and degradation of a people, and the debasement in them of human nature itself, as ever proceeded from the perverted ingenuity of man. Unquote. Immense poverty was inflicted on the Irish people. The Catholic religion could not be wiped out, but the language was now an impediment in the eyes of the government. These acts and laws of oppression made the faith stronger in the Irish people. During the penal times, makeshift churches were erected in secluded places, such as well-isolated glens, valleys, and in the shade of ditches, away from the eyes of the English soldiers. These primitive places of worship were constructed during the 1600s with locally found material such as mud, strandstones and often roofed with either bushes or sods. Hay and sometimes earthen scraws were used. These type of primitive churches were meant to be temporary. Just enough room for the priests to say mass in the day. Priests were being hunted and executed by English soldiers at that time. Prior to any Mass, by a visiting priest, its location was carefully chosen. Lookouts were placed in the nearby woods and valleys and high grounds with a good vantage point to alert the priest and the congregation of the threat of soldiers and their raids. In the North Kerry area, many penal Mass sites are known to locals. Covered by grass and totally forgotten, a part of our history and culture. In the North Kerry area, Doon Valley Bunyan, the first known penal mass house was located near a ditch in the land's land. This lasted for several years with mass being celebrated in relative peace. This was related to me by the late Matty Leahy of Bramore, a historian in his own right, that the last mass celebrated ended with a comment by the celebrating priest. There will be no masses said here in future. The place is full of devils. He meant that the place was full of informers, who were going to point out to the English soldiers that he was celebrating Mass and the location of the Mass House. Mass was then moved to a very secluded site down the grassy valley or glen called Glown the Dolov, the Glen of the Highland. Locals constructed a new makeshift church on this new site, which operated successfully for many years and without harm from the prying eyes of the local spies and farmers and English soldiers. Tradition relates that the penal mass church at Glownadolov was a total success, and two known priests are buried there, a Father O'Keefe and a Father O'Connor. The site of their graves are lost to time, as the location of the mass house. It is not known when the last mass took place at Glownadolov. Later mass was celebrated 
at Doon Church from 1830 onwards. I hope you've enjoyed our journey back to the penal times in the Ballybunion area. We have just a small part of our history left about our penal times in the area. But through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience.